0: we got to have that mentality of, I'm going to go for it, I'm going to learn about it, and I can learn from my mistakes. I can learn from others' mistakes. And I think that's the biggest part we're missing here in this conversation is that piece, right? Going and thinking, I know it all.
1: Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. With everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Higher Ground. Higher Ground is a technology company whose mission is to bridge the wealth gap through access to procurement opportunities. Higher Ground is making the enterprise ecosystem more viable, profitable, and competitive by clearing the path for minority led, women led, LGBT led, and veteran led small businesses to contribute to the global economy as suppliers to enterprise organizations. For more information on getting started, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H I R E G R O U N D.io. Now on to the episode.
0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. You're joined by your two favorite hosts. Once again, it's Adam Moore and Chloe Goodry-Reed here to discuss all things supplier diversity. And today is going to be another host-only episode. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk about development and how important development still is, regardless of where you are in your timeline, your life cycle of your organization, how important development is and the many different forms around it, right? There's not one magic development bullet. There's not one magic development pill you can take and be like, done, I've got it. I'm fully developed now. The world is changing. Yes. If there's one thing we've learned over the last two years, this world's still changing. Yes. And we as business owners and corporates have to change with it.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, I think that there's like this huge shift around development, right? And corporations are saying, we want to do more development. We want to do more development. And then on the flip side, you see small businesses, particularly millennial businesses, saying, we don't want any more development. We don't want any more development programs. You know, we just need capital. We just need this and this and this. You know, I always, you know, am taken back by that primarily because if you're a B2B business and you're serving Mm -hmm. other large Fortune 1000 companies, I don't think that you're Mm -hmm. ever in a space where you're beyond development, right? Because- No. the idea that you can you understand and know how to navigate every large fortune 500 company that you're going to that's going to decide to do business with you is is crazy right because oh, un- yeah. unfortunately like every corporation is different every single corporation
0: yes yes and as soon as you stop learning or think you've learned it all you actually become more dangerous to your organization than helpful absolutely right I mean it's 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 absolutely critical. I just finished mentoring a very bright young woman uh, in the digital marketing space. And by the time we were done, she was like, that was such a journey of learning. Yeah. It wasn't even funny.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And 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 that's what we've got to remember is, you know, I do a lot of posting on LinkedIn for the different webinars and stuff we're doing. And I always put the hashtag always learning. Yeah. Because that's what we need to be doing. We need to always be learning. We've got to be curious. Yes. You know? find small children in your family and watch how they learn, Yeah, right? They learn by failing quickly. Now, I'm not going to go out there and say, that's what we all need to do as business owners, but we got to have that mentality of, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to learn about it. And I can learn from my mistakes. I can learn from others' mistakes. And I think that's the biggest part we're missing here in this conversation is,
1: is that piece, right? Going and thinking, I know it all. Which so many people do think that. And Mm-hmm. I think that you can be, you know, a a very, what do they call them? Technical entrepreneurs. Like you know sure. the delivery, yep. you know your solution very inside yes. and out. Yes. But then there's other pieces that continue to evolve around you, how organizations Mm -hmm. do business, how the world is changing. I mean, you think about Mm -hmm. the digitalization right now of everything that's going on, making sure that you know what's going on with your customers because they can change and pivot on a dime and then you're out. So Mm -hmm. understand part of that development process is not only understanding how to do business with them, but also looking at how do we look to the future and look at opportunities that are coming up or coming down the pipeline and, helping suppliers prepare for that as well.
0: Cannot agree more. And as corporates, we need to do that too. (laughs) I just had a conversation right before we we sat down to to record this episode on, what does the future state of our corporation look like in five years? Yeah. That's how we need to develop small and diverse suppliers is by understanding where we're going to be in five years So we can start directing people towards that, right? I think we've even talked about that in another episode. We use the the hockey analogy, right? We need to know where the puck is going going so we can start pushing people in that direction. But we can only do that if we start learning, if we start researching, if we start trying to develop ourselves more and listening to others. If we just sit there and go, I know it's stone cold and I'm just going to rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Yeah. You're going to be out of business.
1: You are definitely going to be out of business. And- Mm -hmm. I mean, and if you don't have a relationship with some of these corporations, if they're prospects for you, I mean, reading their annual reports, even just like the first couple of pages will tell you exactly where they're going and what they're focusing on. Sales 101. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think that oftentimes we just don't think about the research aspects of Mm -hmm. really thinking about, okay, and this goes back to... You know, when you approach a corporation, reading the annual report right. to see where they're going right. because, oh, hey, you know, I want to work with you. Doesn't, doesn't really right. work, right? No, like, doesn't really
0: work. Not at you all. You want to
1: be able to solve a very critical business problem. Yeah. And I think the question yep. then becomes, well, how do I know what their problems or what mm-hmm. their challenges are? Reading those annual reports will give you insights like you wouldn't believe, uh, sometimes more so than the employees even know internally.
0: Oh, big time. Big time, big time because of different rules and regs, you know, the federal government puts on that type of reporting stuff has to be, you know, brought to light, if Absolutely. you will. Um, yeah. So go find the annual reports, the K's, the Q's, all of those fun, very technical uh, paper. And you know what? You can find them for free. They're they're public documents. Yes. You know, you don't have to be subscribed to They're public public documents. And, and that just kind of brings us, uh, you know, to uh, another point. And in, in that is. In our development, sometimes I think we do, as corporates, we, we tend to, to play a lot of the program. I'm going to develop a program to develop X, yeah. right? And that's not all bad, but I think sometimes it's it's the other old adage that I love that if I give you a fish, you can eat for a day. If I teach you how to fish, you eat for a lifetime. Yes. Right. If I don't tell you, teach you how to read the Q and the Ks and all those sort of good fun reports, you will look at that. Now, I'll be honest with you. You will look at that and go, I don't see what Adam and Chloe were talking about because I got lost in the first paragraph, (laughs) right? So uh, let us not think that we, as corporates or mentors, have development down either. We need to develop our developing skills.
1: Absolutely. Right?
0: And we need to understand the new technologies that are out there, that they're uh, facing each day that's being introduced into there. And, and how does that work? How does that affect the the playing field? So again, it comes back to my hashtag, right? Always learning. We all have to continue learning. And I cannot tell you how it just makes my blood run cold when I have people go, oh, I got it. I'm <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, because I, you know, the most successful CEOs I know that own companies, when I'm having a conversation with them, say we're at a dinner party or something like that, They'll just start engaging me about what do I see in this current field? You yeah. know, what have I read lately? What am I seeing? What are some interesting conversations I've had? Because they're not some, I'm sure, are trying to pump me for information. I get it. Sales <laughs> is a continual job. I'm not yeah. blind to that. Yeah. But they're also just trying to learn. They're trying to understand, well, what is Adam seeing? What is his perspective? What is, what is his company saying about this? Right. And they're trying, and they, they want to take four or five different opinions and synthesize it right, into something Intel that they can use to keep their business healthy. Maybe yeah. something they need to look out for and, and not be caught unaware of. Uh, the most successful CEOs I know take time to read right. and not just the latest management book either. I mean, they read everything, yes. right, from philosophy to management to fiction to, you know, they're reading everything. There is a great deal Uh, And there's been a lot of studies to show just how much better we are as critical thinkers.
1: Absolutely. From reading. Absolutely. So I think that that's a lost art reading and writing and people should, should do it a a lot more. I think also when we talk, we're just, when we're touching on corporate development programs, Mm -hmm. corporations also need to, and and I think we've touched on this before, but make sure that you come up with a selection criteria that helps you find the right people and putting them in the right cohort what i don't like Mm -hmm. what i've seen a lot lately is oh we're having this development program for black founders and i'm like Mm -hmm. making the assumption that we're all at the same education level business level in our life cycle of our business same industries like it's like this and And those are the ones that are the most ineffective because you will be in some of those programs and people I was in one early on in, in the life cycle of higher ground. I was thinking that this was, you know, an idea workshop, you know, because we had basically Uh, had just an idea of higher ground at the time. There were people Mm -hmm. in this cohort that had like five million dollar business, a $15 million business. And I'm like, oh my goodness, we should have some breakout sessions because what they want to talk about is not really what we want to talk about. You know, we're talking about ideation and customer discovery and all these other different things. And yeah, it was so dramatically different the places that we were in that it was kind of off putting. I mean, I, I didn't even want to finish the program.
0: Yeah. And that is such a huge miss, yeah. right? Because, I mean, that's time that that I, I'm going to say wasted. I don't mean it in, in quite that negative a context, but there was time and money attached to it on both sides. There's an opportunity there,
1: cost right? when people make the right. decision. There's an opportunity yes. cost. Exactly.
0: That's perfect way of putting it. And I had the same reaction. I I was reviewing a company's um, executive learning program, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. and they're talking it through. And it sounds great. And I'm like, well, how do you determine who gets to be part of your program? Right. They're like, they're like, well, we just have an application process. I'm like, okay, well, that's good, right? <laughs> but I'm like, so, but, but, how are you targeting them? I mean, is this just like a come one, come all? I throw it out there, and I get applications back, and they're like, yeah, basically, that's how that happens. I'm like, well, how do you know what you're doing is effective? Right. Right. So, okay. So the other thing we learned is that there was no metrics on the back end. <laughs> of course that was not. A there were no metrics on the back end. Um, there was no five-year follow-up. I mean, it was just like, like, oh, okay. So if they didn't die yeah. in the eight weeks that you're working with them, then that's the success. Essentially, is what we've just come down to. But the bigger point here, kind of like what you were touching on is I was bringing to them, I'm like, well, why do you want a one-person startup who is trying to do printing? Yeah, I was like, are you ever going to use a one-person printing firm? And they're like, no, never. I'm like, so well, why put them through your program? right? I'm like, have you guys talked to your sourcing managers and found out where they're not finding anybody or where they're finding people who aren't, you know, commercial ready for your size firm? Yes. No. I'm like, so why aren't those people hand delivered an application like you've been identified as somebody who could work for us? I mean, and and tell me as a small business owner, because I'm going on a theory now, we're going to prove it right here on air. it.
1: Let's hear this hypothesis. Prove it.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So if I'm a large corporation, right? And I hand you an application and say, Chloe, I think Higher Ground is a fantastic corporation. I think you may have a future with us. We would love to have you enroll in our leadership program right here and learn more about our culture and how we define leadership.
1: Yes. I'd be like, I
0: think you'd fill out the application, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd be like, especially if I hadn't reached out to them before and they came to me unsolicited. Yes, absolutely. And I think also setting the expectation to your point like the way you just laid that out you know we're developing you we're putting you in a leadership program you're you're setting the expectation because another thing that I feel like we miss is suppliers and vendors come into these programs hoping that they're going to get an opportunity with this corporation oh, and on the other side that. of it corporations are like oh no this is just part of our you know supplier diversity efforts and yeah, development efforts this is what like, we, we, we do. don't yeah we don't yeah. necessarily there's no guarantee that anyone's going to get an opportunity in here mm-hmm. And I don't think that that is clear. I think that oftentimes no. small businesses are thinking, oh, this corporation is doing this. And, and innately, they, the first thing they think right. is they're going to show me how to, to work with them or they, they have right. an actual right. opportunity for me since I'm actually being accepted yep. into this program. Yep.
0: So of everybody I've mentored, and it's been a, a, quite a few, only one has ever done work for me after the mentoring program, and it wasn't a lot. Yeah. Right? But I'm going to tell you this, everybody I have worked with that has actually then worked with me. And that's the other thing, too. If you're going to get a, a, a mentor, folks work with them, please, for the love of everything that there is, work with that mentor. Yeah. We put a lot into it. Yes. Um, I, we've doubled their revenues in a year.
1: That's incredible.
0: I, I think that's better than working for a bank or anybody else that I'm working for. Yeah. If I can double your revenues that's good stuff
1: yes if you can double people's revenue by the yes. development that you guys have done yep. even if it's even if it's not within your corporation making introductions right. and helping them prepare for right. the next opportunity that yes that's priceless
0: yeah yeah and again so it comes back to our favorite. Phrase on this show, and that is know your why. Why Mm. am I getting mentored? Am I getting mentored because I want to learn? Yeah. Or am I getting mentored because I'm looking for money?
1: Yeah. And I think being clear on that too, like what are your expectations of this development program? And then also asking that because a lot of times they will have an application process. Yep. But then they'll also talk to you before someone will talk to you before you get accepted into the program and ask what the expectations are and share what yours are.
0: Yeah, and ask your mentor. They should be forthright enough for you. If so you sit there and go, so do you think there'd ever be a chance for us to do business with your company X, Y, and Z? And you can sit there and go, no. <laughs> you know, or or you might sit there and go, you know, actually, if you can kind of get to this point, yeah, maybe. Sometimes we don't have enough thick skin on both sides. Yeah, right. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, none of us are you know, nonprofits. Yeah. I work for, a, uh, we turn a profit. I'm going to guarantee you yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and so we all have a fiduciary responsibility towards our employers to make sure that still happens. Right. Uh, and so I think we all have to realize that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. What are your thoughts around like collaborating with other organizations? So say... Yeah, You're a, a financial institution or mm-hmm. a large retailer or whatever mm-hmm. it is. You're part of the Fortune mm-hmm. 1000. Okay, Partnering with other organizations to kind of share in the load around the development. Because when we talk about how do we create opportunities... Yeah. Maybe yeah. they may not have an opportunity with you, but yep. if a but metric is, you know, we want to find mm-hmm. an opportunity with them yep. for them, yep. you know, in yep. collaboration with some consortium that you pull together. Right. I mean, that could be something.
0: It, it could be something, and I and and I'm going to point my finger at the NGOs and say you kind of need to step up your game on that.
1: One. Yeah, yeah,
0: right, because it, it's the NGO level I think really needs to put those cross flag. Thought tanks together, right? Agreed. Those kind of cross-flag mentoring programs together, um, so that a, a prospective protege could have a, uh, a you know a, a true smattering of experience uh, on different things, with transportation and retail and merchandising and finance, right? Yeah. The, and and I the NGOs really need to kind of lead that, right? For one corporation to stand up and go, I'm going to create a consortium, and all you invited to my consortium. Well, it's turned out to be. That company's consortium with everybody else kind of bowing down to it, right? The, I think the NGO allows there to be that degree of neutrality, right? Of we're all here to kind of raise all all boats um, and and kind of level that playing field a little bit. So think that with the general NDAs and stuff like that that you sign to be part of a corporate member of an NGO, probably a little bit more protection in there that our lawyer friends would feel safe with. Now, what I do think that uh, corporates need to do is if you're going to start a mentoring program. Start a mentoring program that fits your company. Don't try to start a mentoring program to fix other people's businesses. Create a mentoring program that fixes people's businesses to do business with your company or companies inside your vertical.
1: Yes. Inside your just like industry ecosystem. Mm
0: -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And and I think that's the X factor, right? It's like, look, I'm going to prepare you to do business in X industry, whether that's with me or one of my competitors. Great. You're going to be more prepared to do it because we all do it kind of sort of the same. There's not a lot of secret soft and sourcing. There just isn't. Yeah. If you take pricing out of it and we discount some the financials, let's take the financials out of it. Right. Yeah. If we're gonna just talk the blocking and tackling of putting an agreement is deciding the legal language. It's all pretty similar. Right. So if I have a KPI, more than likely my competitor has the same or similar KPI with same or similar metrics on it.
1: Yeah. Which is important. And knowing and understanding what those are and how you can support, you know, your potential customers or existing customers with reaching those KPIs, I think is gonna be critical. And what's gonna differentiate you from the next printing company?
0: I buy a large enough printer, I can be a printer company right now.
1: Exactly. 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 Well, so many things (laughs) are digital now. So people
0: don't everything's digital, right? Everything's turning to digital. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's getting pretty tough, It's getting tough out there for print.
1: And speaking of digital, I mean, you just think about how the world is just transforming in general, right? Every oh, single yeah. industry, like from yes. energy and power going to yes. solar and non-carbon emissions, the yeah. same with cars, yeah. autonomous vehicles and non-carbon yeah. emissions. And then, then yeah. the infrastructure bill and everything that's happening, you know, construction wise yes. across the country, yes. like I think suppliers and enterprise organizations need to start thinking about developing suppliers for the future.
0: I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I think that we need to do a lot more work around cybersecurity because I think that's going to have a broader and broader definition Yeah. beyond just protecting my social security and bank information. Absolutely. Right? I, I, I really think that it's it, one day it's cybersecurity is going to mean you can't start my car and drive it out of my driveway. Right. Uh, honestly, yeah. I really think that's one day where we're going to be. Yeah. Um, and then Internet of Things. Oh, yes. You know, IoT. IoT, we have barely scratched the surface on it, you know? And I really think that's another big one that we need some innovative thinkers in. Yeah. Yeah. because if I hear you have created a Alexa app one more time, yeah, that's not AI people. No. It's not an Internet of Things. I'm just here to tell you, my, I think my high school senior can do it. But anyhow.
1: Yeah, I think IoT, when you think about it from a different perspective of how can we have more visibility into our organization's yep. supply chain? How can we leverage yep. IoT to do that is what people need to think about creatively.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then how do I use that to gain insights? Yes. Meaningful insights too.
1: Meaningful, not just numbers. Don't just share with me the numbers. What what does it actually mean? And I think sometimes people are like, here's the data, but it's not really showing me how to make any sort of different decisions at all.
0: And I think we as supplier diversity professionals need to get out of our own ways, talk about development and realize that there are conferences and teachers and professionals, subject matter experts that we need to listen to that don't follow the supplier diversity circles and surrogates. Yeah, right? We need to go to industry events. We need to learn from them, Yeah. right? We need to step outside these comfort zones that we've created.
1: Absolutely. We definitely do. We definitely do.
0: I remember a few years ago, I went to an SIA event, which is the big contingent labor, right? Uh-huh. And I walk on the floor and they're like, so what, what program do you manage? I'm like, oh, no, no. I'm, I'm the supplier diversity manager from such and such a firm. And they're like, really? I'm like, yes. Why? <laughs> they're like, we think you might be the first supplier diversity manager who has ever come to one of our conferences. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, these are the types of things that we need to be looking at. And, and I'm looking at, you know, sourcing managers and leadership needs to look at their supplier diversity department and go, what are you doing for development for yourself? Right. You know, what conferences are you going to beyond, you know, the big shows?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think we've given our listeners a lot to think about.
0: A lot to think about. Yeah, exactly.
1: And if you have any other suggestions on things that we might not have touched on in terms of development or creative ideas. Or you want to
0: challenge us and tell us Prince's not going away.
1: (laughs) Yes. Then please let us know. Connect with us. Thank you so much for joining in today and be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn at Chloe Reed and Adam Moore. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and check out our previous shows. Stay tuned for next time. Bye.